0: Hello there, welcome back to Turf Talk. Bit of a different introduction this week with the original one cutting out and not recording. So instead you get to hear my Dorset tones. Um, we we'll kick straight into the action at the weekend at Newbury. And sadly uh, you get, don't get to hear us discuss about the Dublin Racing Festival last weekend. But um, a bit of a shorter episode than usual and I hope you enjoy. And taking on Clander Zobo here. I mean, Clandy's oboe's record at Newbury um, isn't something that's aspiring. We've, we've seen him over fences run there once, and, uh, well, he got beat by a secret investor, and well, I think that says it all, really, uh, in a race that he probably should have been winning uh, within the the first three. I know the mighty loss, translation, was in behind, but he obviously wasn't at his best at the time, but... <sighs> I, it, like you said, it, I, Imperial Aura is a horse I've never had much time for and always been slightly overhyped, uh, which leaves an open opportunity for Clan de El um, Eldorado Allen stepping up to three miles for the first time is possibly interesting. That could eke out a bit more improvement. Derasha counter having a, a start back over, the, uh, back over fences and uh, hopefully a, a bit of a national prep and be nice to see him back uh, at Newbury, uh, where his best success was in the Hennessy. Uh, Short Labbrook's trophy but yeah, Clandisobo should be winning this. Even money's not a price that inspires me. Maybe if it drifts a little bit on the day that might be in, of interest but uh, Royal Pagai will be a decent challenger but I, I don't think he'll be quick enough to, to get to Clandisobo.
1: Yeah, un- uninspiring punting race. Uh, Clan probably wins but he's not a price.
0: Yeah, agree.
1: Some people will probably see him as a price though but even money to beat that lot.
0: Would you think Royal Pagai is going to be one of the main contenders from England for the Gold Cup? Uh,
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Would you have a look at his price, Jim? uh, Let me have a quick look here. Uh, 25 to 1. 25 to 1. Protector
0: protector at 10s. Chantry House 20s.
1: Rather back Royal Pagai than either of them at those prices.
0: Same here. There's a there's a few others at bigger prices that you'd rather back, in my opinion. Um, but I I think Royal Pagai, If the ground turns up soft on the Friday of Cheltenham, I I think he'll run his race. I, I know that he finished a fair distance behind him last year. Um, but I think he's he's shown he's a bit grittier this year than what he what he's shown before. And I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't buy a protector yet. Uh,
0: I don't as think as I, as I have
1: ever will. thought he won a a bad race last time and he's priced up off the back of winning a bad race when no one would have had him as a Gold Cup horse last season and uh, Shantry House as I said last week somehow I think he's the worst horse I've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I can't have him the fact that he's won a Gold Cup trial and drifted you know that that tells you everything he needs to know Uh, Clan wins probably, but
0: it's boring. Yeah, same here. Very boring, but I, I think Plantec's all the beating.
1: This is a tricky little race, though, Jim, the next to game spirit at three o'clock. So Royal and Hitman, five to two, giant Favs, Farnambul, Civil, seven to two, Sky Pirate, eleven to two, Editor Dejit, six to one. Tightly contested, everything merits the place in this lineup.
0: Yeah, certainly. Editor Dejit, the non-runner, sadly, uh, which only leaves the field of four. Um, so Royal, loves this race, he, he's always run consistently in it, and we saw him um, last year uh, beating Champ and Grenatine and Fanny and Destreval, who were solid rivals, um, carries a six-pound penalty here against some young up-and-coming horses, uh, and I think that the younger legs might, might just see him uh, beating there. The Excuses last time in the international for uh, running in too quickly after um, the fighting fifth. Uh, given his normal, unusual campaign of hurdles and fences. Um, and that was the excuse for, for last time. But it was nice to see him early on in the season dominate them races, uh, but against some up-and-coming horses who I think will probably in time be better than him. Um, I, th- I think 5-2 to two is on the short side. I, I mentioned a, cu- a couple of months ago Foonambo Civila uh, as a potential uh, champion chase each way price. Uh, I think at the time he was about 50s, I don't know what he is now um, he's 33s now uh, but he made hard work of that two mile chase last time, beating before midnight and big bite and I don't think the form of that will be too bad in, in the future, I, I know it was a handicap but I, I'd certainly expect uh, to see a bit more positivity coming out of that race um, he'd been campaigning mostly over two four two five, and he was eye-catching mostly in the Peterborough um, when going very well and then just outstayed out by first flow in the end um, and I think going into this race back down to two miles a properly run race against better horses and he'll have to improve again and it, that shows on the ratings but I certainly think that uh, Venetia Williams has got a little bit more improvement to come out of him didn't really show an awful lot over hurdles and has gone from strength to strength over fences Um and I think 72 for me is a price I'd like to be taking. Um, Hitman, has Hitman been disappointing in his first two starts this year, would you say, Lou? Uh,
1: no, I wouldn't go that far, mate. I still think he's a horse who's improving.
0: But maybe he needed that first time out uh, at Exeter when he was beat by Alderado Allen. Just looks absolutely legless jumping the last. He should uh, have won that day. He should have, and, um, and he didn't. And that slightly worries me. Um, his Tingle Creek performance was alright, his jumping wasn't necessarily very good that day, um, which would be a slight worry, the Nichols yard form would also be a major worry, uh, I should have probably mentioned that really with Clondy Zobo, um, he's just not running the races, we saw Grenatine and Frodo run of the week last weekend and they just weren't there and some, well fancied runners and obviously the stables under the cloud. They don't know what it is. They've not had many runners at the beginning of this week, so it'll be interesting to see how they're running this weekend. Uh, but faster to two about Hitman is is not something that intrigues me. Uh, and last of all, Sky Pirate rounds up the field. Um, I thought he ran, I thought he ran well behind Bra- Seska. He had a lot of weight to give, and Nick Schofield just stalked around a at the back like he usually does, and. To pick them off one by one. And there was a, there was a time jump in the last where I thought he, he might be getting there, but Brace was, was far too good for him. Um, back into a, a graded action here. I think he'll run his race. Um, like you said, a choppy affair and I'm looking forward to it, but uh, the value for me is Funan Bull, uh, Funan Yeah. I, I
1: think that's all fair, mate. Uh, I, I kind of think Soul Royal is a place to start because he's the one I, I kind of think everyone has to at least improve past or, well, yeah, improve past or at least match the level of to win this. Just, you know, he's he's a proper, consistent animal. Uh, <laughs> do you get the feeling he, he may be vulnerable nowadays or... or do you still consider him to be, you know, a, a genuine Grade 2 level, borderline Grade 1 horse?
0: Well, his performance in the fighting fifth makes you think he's still probably a Grade 2. And and his performance is early season. I still still think he's fairly solid. But I just feel like they could, younger legs could progress past him. He's already had, I know he's been off since December, but he's already had a fairly busy season already in comparison to the others.
1: Yeah. I can have that. I'm, I might just, I might just try and take him on with Hitman, mate. I feel like he's a horse who is, His Tingle Creek second. is already close to what Sorrell's been achieving recently, and he's, he's a horse who's on a more of an upward trajectory. mhm Uh. I, I, I like everything else in the race. Uh, as you said, it is a non-runner, even though he's still priced up with some firms. I didn't realize that at first. So thanks for letting me know. But yeah, I've I've clocked now, so uh, he won't run. He'd have merited his place in the lineup. Sky Pirate and Fernando Civil are as good two-mile handicappers as you get, and Fernando Civil will win graded races. But there will be weaker, there will be weaker Grade Twos in this. Uh, And I think he'd probably need to step forward. Sky Pirate needs slightly more, even though he's been holding his home, holding his home, holding his form. (laughs) At two miles this season, in good handicaps, off big weights. You know, the second to an absolute handicap block, like you said, brave last time, is good form. They could all win it, but Hitman getting the weight on the upward, on the upward curve, still, is probably just about the one. It wouldn't really surprise me if. Hitman went and won a celebration chase or at the back end of the season if she came up there you know what I mean
0: yeah I, I, I'd i agree and I, I think I'd put Funambul Sivola and, and Hitman in there as well. I always want i just add a death like like Rev de Sivola or something like that just Funambul Sivola just doesn't seem right uh,
1: I'll, have a, I'll have a word with Anisha mate yeah definitely give her a ring Jim on to the Betfair Hurdle and they currently bet 5-1 to one Broomfield, Berg, 6-1 JPR, 1-7 Soaring Glory last year's winner, 15-2 to two Nappers Hill, 9's Boot Hill, 11's your 12, 12's Tritonic, I like to move it, 50 ball, 14's First Street, 20-1 to one Glory and Fortune, 25-1 to one Royal Munich, 40's How would you like me now, and 50-1 to one Lord Barsley have run through the entire field in a bet there, who'd have thought that would have ever happened? Everyone slagged this off this week, Jim saying, what a bad race, only 14 of them. Uh, only fourteen of them I agree with. That's not very good, but it's a it's a decent decent lineup. And like I say, I don't I don't really get what whacking three more no opens at fifty to one odds. It's it's a the the head of the market is very typically betfair hurdler.
0: Yeah, I agree, and and they've took a hell of a lot of slugging this week, um, and I think this is a really glossy renewal. I, I think there's a there's a lot of horses. You got last year's winner, obviously carrying a lot more weight than he was last year. Um, you've got some nice unexposed novices. Um, you've got some also here handicapped. I was going to say journeyman, but uh, the sort of the sort of horses you see throughout the season running in these two mile competitive handicaps. And a race I'm certainly looking forward to.
1: Well we'll start at the top of the market then. Jim Broomfieldberg, uh His favourite, but I really want to be against him.
0: Yeah, same here. I, I think, stuck in everyone's memory, that Cheltenham performance where he got beat by a lively citizen, he just didn't want it much that day, did he? And uh, I know he won the re- novice hurdle on Boxing Day, beating Black Poppy, who's since come out and won. Um, but I, I just feel like I want to get him beat. And in a big field, that could see him. We saw him in a big field, and I thought that would suit him a lot more at Cheltenham, and it didn't. Um, I, I just think he was just a little bit ungenuine and I think he's purely at the top of the market because of his, his stable and his owner and that's that's the only reason for
1: me. I think he's an absolute pussy Jim if I'm honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, JP and uh, Nikki have taken a fair amount of slagging for their, for some of their horses off <laughs> you in the last couple of weeks.
1: No, well I don't like Chantrells House at all and well, maybe I'd, i actually, I used to like Sean Chelsea when I was younger, but I've just never once been impressed by anything he's done over fences. And it, it angers me that he's got a, re- that he's got such a good record without ever having done anything good in his life. <laughs> uh, but this, this horse, in Bloomfieldberg, he's gone off favourite every single start, four of those odds on. He's been turned over uh, at 8 to 15, 5 to 2 and 5 to 4. Two of his wins have come at nines on and threes on. Uh, his second hurdling start at Newbury, he should have won and didn't want to win. Lively Citizen is a, a really likeable, admirable horse. He's rated 112, and Broomfield Berg didn't want to go past him. He won at Freeze on last time. Against, yeah, let's, let's be honest, Black Poppy isn't a mug. I'll be, I'll be kind to him there, but he's a bit of a... Uh, well, I think he's, he was quite a forward uh, novice hurdler this season. Not sure there's loads of improvement in him, even though he won at Hereford uh, last week. A horse who is... Right, Broomfield Berg will get beat by horses £10 inferior to him if they want it more. And in a yeah. race where there are so many well-handicapped types, I just don't trust him. You know, and its it's quite a quite a stinging assessment of a horse who hasn't had too much racing yet yeah but in, any time, any time he's, had to, he's had to beat a horse is from the towel in, to me and in a race this competitive where there are likely at least four or five well handicapped animals in the race and you like, could probably count Broomfield Berg in it because he impresses when he's on the bridle But he does, he's just, to me, does the exact opposite when he's off it. His favourite, again, is the sort of horse I will always want to take on when he's favourite. And I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fair enough. What are we taking him on with, though? Well, it's got to be JPR one, hasn't it? It has to, doesn't it? He's he's just better fair hurdler. Travels like a travelling thing. Uh, strong at the end of the race. I like him, Jim. Uh, you know, you like him because he's a teased horse, but I'm I'm pretty much all over him. He'll, you know, he's a sort of horse who he's quicker. He's quick for a two miler, but he'll clearly get further, which I like in races like this. Uh, probably should be unbeaten, to be fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably slightly slight greenness. Probably was what put. Uh, that's alright Gino in front of him it's mad how he ran at Taunton and his mark got dropped just because of that's alright Gino's Paul Roman and Talworth that's absolutely criminal but uh, I'm sure the Tizards and and JP Romans were rubbing their hands together Um, like you said you you put it in he's just a typical bet for a hurdle type novice going into the race off 10 stone 9 mark of 130 um, showed he had that extra stamina last time at Taunton and he had to use a fair amount of pace because Tango Tower and Grange Clare <gri-> Glory took each other on, and he, he had to still go go some to get them because they they kicked home and, and Taunton sometimes you can kick on. Well, that jump at the second last for JPR one, he absolutely winged it, um, smooth over it, uh, and obviously got to just progress and progress. Uh, six to one here, I, I'm pretty confident he's going to win. Um, the stable are going well at the minute, and uh, I think six to one load me up and off we go and i I'm been looking forward to him going to Cheltenham I'd, i think i'd probably edge to the supreme at this moment and um in a in a race that i'm looking forward to uh, he's a clear standout for me um Soaring glory i I've mentioned a lot this season, and I still think he could be a bit of value at. A bigger price in the champion early in a well-run race, and this is what he's more than likely going to get here. He wasn't he wasn't disgraced behind Epitome at Christmas. He, he all a bit he was edged out by glory and Fortune, a, a, a track that he's done well at before. Of course, winning the race. Of course, he's he's a lot higher in the handicap is uh, than he was last year. So you'd like to see him be competitive here, uh, and another one at a bit bigger price is the Gary Marshall 50 Ball. We saw him finish second in this race last year off a mark of 131. Uh, he's back off 131 after three disappointing chase starts this year. Um, he he just never got into the race at Cheltenham and was found too far back. But going into this race again, that he ran so well in last year, just obviously bumped into a well handicapped animal. Back off that mark going into this. I, I think at 12-1 could be a bit of value. Likes the goodish ground. And I think that he could be at 12-1 a bit of value.
1: Fair enough, mate. I can see that. Uh, I can't lie, mate. I'm just very much all over one. I'd like to look, look for others further down the betting. But when I'm so kind of enamoured by one at the top, I don't really want to be splitting my bets. Look so in glory and tritonic good record in races of this nature soaring glory i'd I, like you said mate i think he's capable of surpassing a mark of one four seven and tritonic one four one four six as well these sort of races play to their strengths but do they have as much up their sleeve as others uh glory and fortune Look see, again, had a, had an absolutely fine campaign. How literally do we take the second last time out though? And the the quicker ground here, I'm not mad sure about. Uh, I like to move it like the horse. Definitely better than his shoulder. Ask at See more as a two and a half miler in time. Yeah. Probably find him vulnerable. Uh, Do you know what would interest me, Jim? If I like to move it runs midfield here and then they run him in a Coral Cup, I'd like that. Did they not do a similar thing with Guardia Dreams last season?
0: Yeah, now you've said that. Yeah. Certainly did.
1: That, that would be of interest to me. Uh, again, like Nappers Hill, thought he ran well last time behind John Bonn. Not out of it off 1-3-5. That could be made to look a silly mark. Say, I guess you could say similar things about Boothill, even though we flopped over fences last time. Uh, dropping back to two miles makes sense. Not out of it. Bloomfieldberg's the next one down. I've I've already dealt with him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: dealt with him. Kicked you out the door and said, "See you next week."
1: I look. No, look. He's, he'll probably win now. I've said all that, but I just he won't. I like I like how I like you have the faith in it, Jim, but I just I'd I'd in a race this competitive and a race where this many horses like I said, likely to be all handicapped, I just don't want to be one with an with an attitude I already suspect is dodgy, very dodgy after three starts, well four starts over hurdles. And who keeps getting beat as favourite. Uh So lump job on JPR one then? Yeah, I'd say, uh, the other, just the other one I want to mention, J'Etoile, Jim. Uh, the Tallworth is a hard race to put any figure on because the winner was so much better than everything else and it was running in mud and it kind of exacerbated the distances between everything. But J'Etoile was a clear second. And he was he was going the right way before that. Well he's still going the right way, you know, he's formed before that, even though we kind of came in Mickey Mouse ish races. He's an interesting contender and he's not a not a daft price.
0: Yeah, up eight pounds for finishing well beaten by Constitution Hill's probably uh helped him secure his place in the race and uh like you said, he's not no,
1: it's not like he'd have missed a Mr. cut, Jim. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> <laughs> but probably two weeks ago you'd have thought so but was Wonderwall entered for this race in LA Bell um, I know LA Bell certainly was she won it, She won the Sydney Banks today didn't she so um, not that it makes a difference but um, I like Jace Wild I think they, they can have some fun with him throughout the season uh, he might just be found out a little bit here um, but we'll just keep going back to it JPR one wins simple
1: yeah, I'd agree, mate. Um, and I
0: back him now because everyone will obviously just begin to think the same as us because he's just sexy, isn't he?
1: We could say that. We could say that. Anything else you'd like to talk about this week at Newbury, mate? Um,
0: that, that, that National Flat Race will be, it'll be good. I was impressed with uh, Arthur Speed and Rosie Red uh, Room last time. Um, Rosie Redman was, was effortless when winning at Canton. I, I don't know what the race is going to turn out to be in the end um, a fairly quick turnaround for her and uh, a filly carrying 10 stone in, in something like this for being a 4 year old under filly is certainly of interest um, Milton Harris and Mitchell Bastian have made hay throughout the season in these races winning that Cheltenham bumper the other week, um, but she's a nice horse and maybe this might come a little bit too soon, but uh, Authorized Speed is a horse who I think the form of that listed bumper, which Henry II won um, at Ascot, will turn out to be fairly strong. Made light work of that race last time, and um, I think he's a nice horse for bumpers and maybe something at Aintree later on. Um, early on in the card, we see Brave Man's game. We haven't we haven't mentioned him. Um, Nichols hoping to bounce back to form and kick his weekend off right with him carrying top weight in in the handicap chase. He should win that really. Um, Potts fancies a horse who I think they uh, fought uh, the um, it's not the four mile in the National Chase um, will be for him. He's been impressive in his last two, beating Jericho Rock and Imperial Alcazar, who have subsequently both run nice races since. Um, so. I think he'll be chasing home Brave Man's game uh, at the weekend
1: Fair enough mate uh, I'd agree authorised speed, very much a cracking prospect probably the best bumper horse in Britain so far this season I'd expect, I guess we've not really touched on Brave Man's game Jim and it probably does merit a little bit more of a conversation that, back or lay um,
0: I think I'd back it, the only thing that worries me is the stable form. And I really, really like Brave Man's game. I I've, I, I, did a lot of Brave Man's game slagging early season, but I loved what he did at Kempton. Um, I think the possibly the rider on a hoist and York could have made more of the stamina that day. But Brave Man's game sat in behind and um, he, he quickened up lovely in a race that we were expecting. Well, that's what I expected him to do. Um, he a uh, bit more experience under the belt. Where do you go with him at Cheltenham? Do you go two mile four or three
1: miles? Three miles all day long.
0: Yeah, all uh, day yeah. long.
1: Uh, well, he, he's a good jumper, but I don't think, you know, the RSA, it, it can be a slog, but is it all the time? You know, y- you've had you've had horses who I'd kind of consider to be slightly pacey types, like Monkfish was a you know last season, capable over two and a half miles he'd have won, Monkfish would have won the Marsh last season as it turned out. You look at horses who ran good races in it before Aloha, etc. Yeah, no issue for me, you know, I thought he ran his best race last year over three miles to be honest. Uh, yeah, no no doubt for me it'd be over three miles. Uh, every They want everything to run the turners at the minute because everyone seems to think Bob Olinger can't jump and even, and I also think that's kind of been a bit over-exaggerated. I don't think he's
0: been bad. Yeah, he's not He's not been awful, has he?
1: No, you know, just kind of compared to Brave Man's game, who it's a massive tick in the box for, I think Bob Orange has been fine. He's just been as, as good as most novices are. Uh, made one or two errors on, on the way around his his races, but nothing, nothing mega alarming. And I quite like that the uh, words going around, Bob can't jump because I want it to get a bit like Champ, whereas it becomes such a thing pre-Cheltenham that it becomes a ridiculous price on the basis of an over-exaggerated trait.
0: What, why have we had to bring Champ winning the RSA into this?
1: Well, you already mentioned Manila Crooner, and I was thinking about earlier that I think I've very close to, napped for the entire festival, horses in the Albert Bartlett for the last two years one with Fakira who I backed at 25 so he went off about sixes and ran like a drain and the other with Commander of Fleet who I got at, at, at double figure price went off favourite and then got beat by a fucking maiden <laughs> called <laughs> Minella Rindo so your, who's that who's your, that your champ is my Minella Rindo so we're not allowed to talk about either of them
0: that's fair enough neither of them will be winning a big championship race at Cheltenham
1: I won't go that far. I'd rather be with Champ than Indo.
0: No, no, not for me.
1: <laughs> uh, Warwick Jim, start with their listed mares hurdle again. Only a four-runner affair. Indefatigable, five to four on Marie's Rock. Freeze, eleven to two. White Hot Chili Philly, tens. Get a tonic. This isn't a very interesting race, Jim. Indefatigable should win. Most solid option.
0: Yep, agree. Um, the one that I think is slightly overpriced is Get a Tonic. Uh, I know she running the novice last time and stepping up in, in into uh, more experienced rivals, but uh, I thought, I really like what she I know it was a Utoxeter race, and I know that the form of it isn't necessarily anything special, but I really like what she did and uh, she really seemed to pick the ideas up, she, she wasn't necessarily that good in bumpers, but over hurdled she made a nice uh, nice start to him and uh, jumps really nicely, stays stays well enough, and like I said, I'm a massive fan of Hillcrest, so I'd like to see the form boosted there. I'd like to think that in time, get a tonic will probably be better than White Hot Chili Philly. Um, Marie's rocks a horse I've never had an awful lot of time for. I did plenty of slugging on Boxing Day uh, of of her, and, and then she went and won. So, um, our good friend Matt is, is very keen on indef, indefatigable uh, for the mayor's hurdle at Cheltenham. Uh, sorry if I've just got rid of all that value that he's already got. Uh, but uh, Matt, who we've had on many times it's one of his naps in the festival I think
1: Yeah, I can see it it's a, it seems like a wide open mare hurdle this season, Jim and I, I don't really have a mega opinion on it uh, You know, It's, I, it's nice I'm, that
0: it's wide open though because in recent years it's been nailed on, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it is I've, I, I had a bet in the race in about October, Jim and it it ran horrible one. I've, go on. I've got I've got the fav at sixteens. Uh, so I'm, I'm probably just going to stick with that. But I don't think I'd back her at fours if I was analysing the race on the day. You've got tell me something, girl at sixteen. Oof. Yeah. It Any wrong price, and it were all, and she were always going to rock up there. Uh,
0: Hundred to thirty. Now I won't
1: go anywhere near. No, I don't think I would either. I think I'd be looking for something sneaky each way. And I think I will be looking for something sneaky each way on day as well. Uh, She's done
0: absolutely well—not absolutely nothing, but nothing of excitement this year.
1: (coughs) She didn't really last year though. It was always a Cheltenham progress, and I don't think she's been, as I say, as I die, uh, not not too far (laughs) (coughs) behind some of the good mares in Ireland. That's certainly (laughs) right for saying I've got a for kind of what's after time, but when you do it before.
0: Oh, no, pretty. That's what I've done there. So it yeah. serves
1: me right for having a coughing fit. Uh, <laughs> Inga Fagabult wins. Simple as. Uh, this is a rate race, though. The Kingmaker Novice's Chase. Arguably the the most interesting race of the weekend, even though it's another four-run Novice Chase. Edward Stone, even money to confirm his form with third-time lucky. Brave Jessica fives. And for pleasure, 20s... <sighs> I just really, really like Edward Stone and I think he wins the Arkle. So, if, if he wins the Arkle, he should turn third-time lucky over here. I, I, like, I like the idea of third-time lucky going around Warwick, though.
0: Yeah, you, you've always been a massive fan of Edward Stone over fences this year and you, you've continued to beat your drum. And, um, I He's just done not wrong. Yeah. Do you think he has any weakness? What, what, what do you think his main weakness is?
1: Uh, ability not 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 in a not in a poor way but
0: something more sexier than him with like light, more likely raced
1: yeah just in terms of he wasn't a tip tip topper over hurdles how much better will he be as a chaser you know I th- it was obviously easier last season to see shishkin develop into a champion chase horse than it would be to see edward stone develop into a champion chase horse now you know, I guess if I was to, you was to, if you threw Shishkin in that this year's game spirit as he was last season, he'd have been odds on. Would Edwardston be fav? Ooh, probably not. No. So you get what I mean there. That that's what I think. That's what I think the main limitation is of him. I think he does everything right to carry him as far as his ability will take him. Uh, It'll just probably be when he meets better horses, and he probably will meet better horses. Not sure he'll meet one in the Arkle this year, though.
0: Yeah, that's a fair enough assessment, and he's joint favourite with Blue Lord, who we saw uh, beat Rivera Detail last time out, and you can certainly understand why. Uh, Brave Seasco in this is also 16s for the Arkle, and you can get uh, third-time lucky at sixes. Third-time lucky is a horse that you've had a bit of a love-hate relationship with, really, Lou.
1: Yeah, look, he was he was good last time. Uh, look, he's generally but- been all right over fences, hasn't he? he? He won his first two starts well. Was given a bad ride in the Henry VIII, uh, and had for pleasure's measure last time when that one came down. I am just trying kind to of think. Edward Stone was a better hurdler than him, and on form this season, I think Edward Stone is uh, has been better than him over fences, and he's more tactically versatile and might have more gears. Tactical speed, yeah. Um, Ones and twos re- is, a, is is a correct price. Yeah,
0: I I agree, and and I think Brave Seasker at fives is also a, a fair enough price. Um, Former Ascot race we we mentioned before has worked out well. Um, beating Sky Pirate comfortably, getting all that weight last time. Gavin Sheehan gets on well with him before it was he, he was the normal rider for for. Brave Siska before Charlie Deutsch took over last time. Of course, Charlie Deutsch got two big rides at Newbury, so Gavin takes the ride. And um, I have a feeling Brave Siska might, might go fair, might finish second to Edwards. I, I'd rather back Brave Siska to finish second than third time lucky. Fair
1: enough. Jimmy, that'd be another of your scumbag little forecasts.
0: I'd love a scumbaggy forecast. I'm I'm going to back Edward Stone to beat Brave Siska
1: Fair enough, mate. And Fair
0: and enough. also
1: for for Pleasure, sort of, we were a
0: little bit disappointed with the. Well, I certainly was. I was expecting it was going to be a. For Pleasure was just going to keep galloping, third time lucky in behind. But he, he was given more restraint, third time lucky this time. But for Pleasure around Warwick, Brave Siska likes to go forward. Maybe, maybe Warwick could be for pleasure's course I know we've seen him I know we've seen, him, uh, know we've seen for pleasure finish third behind Edward Stone at, at Warwick but if he gets on a roll in front we know how sharp he can be and jumping them in the back straight if you aren't on it you can get far behind I, I think for pleasure although he was well beaten when falling last time and it was great to see him get back up 20-1 to one could be a little bit of an over exaggeration
1: yeah, I can kind of get that, although as much as I like him, I think we kind of know by now he's not as good as first-time lucky or Edward Stone.
0: Yeah, but 20-1 is an over-exaggeration from, from a completely different track from Doncaster to Warwick.
1: Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, on to the 3.15, the Warwick Castle Handicap Chase. Again, good little race. He's provided a right finish last year, I think, when two for gold just got up ahead of ASO. Uh, Celebre Dallin. 9-2 to two to beat Falco, Blitz at 11-2, to, to 2 Our Power and Cheddleton 9's the King of May, 10's Giacomo in Lace, 12's Amula Gold, 14's Riders on the Storm, Wishing and Hoping, and 18-1, to one Lieutenant Rocco. Jim, competitive this, any strong opinion? N-
0: nothing really strong of yet, but Celebre Dallon is, is obviously interesting. We've not seen him over fences uh, in England yet, but... Over in France, he had four chase starts. One of them a win, one of them a second, and one of them a third. So, um, obviously, being fragile. We didn't we didn't see him for a long period of time, and then uh, two nice Haydock uh, handicap hurdle wins over fences. Here, he's certainly interesting, um, but I'll probably be looking to take him on with Cheddleton. Um, I thought he just bumped into one last time in the Castleford. The next layer, had to give him a fair amount of weight, nearly a stone that day. Beat nuts well in front. His jumping wasn't necessarily very good, but he's been ultra consistent throughout the se- season. Behind Editor the Gate, uh, beating Ferrero Bamboo and Moonlighter. I thought he was good uh, in that graduation chase behind Warlord. Um, and he he's just been holding his farm well, and I, I've got a feeling he might fall into one of these handicaps and' they'll go his way uh, but I, I like I like the way he jumps. I like the stable. I think their horses have run well this season. I think they had a nice winner at Doncaster that hit a big price in running um, but um I'm, I'm looking forward to to seeing Cheddleton out and 13 to two a horse who i I've, I've got a fair amount of time for, and i I think that he's not too far away from possibly a graded
1: handicap. Fair enough, mate. I think I'm going to give a go- another go to Jackamar, mate. I, I liked, him. I-, I just liked what he did at Kempton enough to think that he probably remains a well handicapped horse, even though he probably was a little bit disappointing last time out. It's 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 a tidy enough race this, but I'm not sure there's any of the ones towards the top of the betting. You know, obviously Celebre Allen's won, won his last two and that. Falco Blitz won last time out, but he'd had enough goals prior to them. Kind of the same with our power. I'm not I'm not certain this is a race where there's as much market differential, uh, really, that that that's being suggested by the current betting, if you know what I mean. I, I wouldn't have Giacomar 10s and Falco Blitz 5s, especially when Giacomar won a race that tends to work out quite well last season. Beat two fairly well, well-voted well horses in Mr. Coffee and Your Darling, Danny Kerwin, in fourth. Look, that that might just be a list of, of of horses who haven't lived up to any sort of expectation, but they certainly talented in Mr. Coffee, And there is in Danny Kerwin as well. You know, Your Darling's a bridal merchant, but he, he travels well. You know... Uh, Giacomo just made errors at, at vital times in probably a stronger race than this at Cheltenham. Last time out, he's not not too much higher in the race. He's down down a pound, so he's only two pounds higher than for his Kempton win. Uh, worth another goal for me, mate. All day long. Yeah, fair case made. Surprise, he's tens. Yeah, so, so nice to be fair. Anything else for you at Warwick? Bud? Um, looking through the card, not an awful lot. Um, no, nothing really. Anything else for you at the weekend, or is it straight into nap time? It's been a bit of a been a bit of a rattle through today, but what well, we've we've mainly had four runner races and a uh, two handicaps to go. <laughs> yeah, there's two listed
0: races at Exeter as well on the Sunday. Uh, I think it's worth giving them a mention. Peking Rose. Um, was very impressive at, at Newbury and I think that third behind kado uh can do uh with shall we have one more who was impressive last week in there, and stage star who won the cello uh is also lining up there so I think that'd be a nice interesting race lossy mouth also in there who was slightly disappointed possibly last time i I'm, I'm, so i 'm looking forward to that race um I think Peking rose is a horse that was certainly of interest for me at the minute uh and there 's a mares Listed chase, which we seem to see every week, um, with the same sorts of runners. But um, nap time. Uh, my nap will come in the Betfair Hurdle. Uh, it's JPR one at six to one. Uh, lump on. Uh, my next best will come. Come. My next best will come in that bumper uh, at Newbury. Authorised Brit speed seven to two. Uh, if if that's still around seventy two on on the weekend, I'll, I'll certainly be having that, and I'll probably start backing it in now. And my next best, my next best will be Funan Ball-Civilo in in the in the game spirit.
1: Fair eh, enough, mate. mate. I'm going to double that JPR one with you, mate. I'm just confident. I feel confident.
0: The last time we did this, Soaring Glory won, so I'm not saying that we're consistent with it but it's going to (laughs) happen
1: it's going to (laughs) happen I hope so lad I hope so Uh, next best will be Giacomo 10 to 1 in the Warwick Castle and we'll go my mate Edward Stone as the third best in the Kingmaker hopefully en route to winning the Arkle, with which I currently think he's the bet and if he is a bet he needs to win at the weekend uh so that's kind of the logic there, even though he's only even money. Uh, it's slowing down again, Jim, after this weekend as we run up to Cheltenham. Uh, we might be taking things a little bit steadier, uh, just so we can properly prep Cheltenham content, but we'll have loads of that coming soon.
0: Yeah, certainly will be. And, um, Ascot next week for the Ascot Chase, uh, a race I'll certainly be lo- looking forward to.
1: Yeah, that's a good card as well. Grand National weights out this week as well. Uh, and the national trial as well. To look forward to, uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in this week. Fa- thanks to Rating the Races for their support. Hopefully we found a winner or two on, on a fairly quiet weekend. Uh, thanks to James Watson for being here. And thanks Lewis for presenting. Whoop whoop. Uh, take care and see us all again soon. See you soon, stay
0: safe.